0: Hey everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. This is Season 3. We've made it up to Episode 40. Football, basketball commentary mostly. And today I want to kick it off talking a little bit about Connor McCaffrey. Uh, He is having quite a year. Amazing really for a guy using his sixth year due to the extra COVID year. The players were granted if they wanted it. And... I mentioned this previously, but my brother and I ran into Connor at a swarm event prior to one of the Hawkeye football games this year. He was just super nice, uh, no problem chatting it up with us for a bit. And looking at him, I could tell that he had taken his conditioning to another level. My brother agreed with that as well. And I think that's in part due to no longer having baseball on his plate. He doesn't have baseball practices. It's a little bit different conditioning level for baseball than it is for basketball. Just look at the players when you watch a, a major league game, and you know he's he's been fully focused on football this year. I asked him about it. He said he's just been working out and, and playing a lot of basketball, but it's really obvious if you look at pictures of him even in prior years. Uh, he is in the best condition of his life. He's playing the best basketball, too, and not that he was ever in bad condition, but just, I mean, he you can tell that he is just dialed in for this season, his sixth and, and final year at Iowa, and it's really paying off. He just didn't really light it up, Connor, uh, shooting in past years. He shot just 21% from three-point range. As a redshirt freshman, he improved that quite a bit to 34% as a sophomore. But then he dropped back down to around 28% as a junior. It was looking like he was going to shoot 20% from three, or even under that, the way the first half of the season was going last year. And then he just got on fire, played really good basketball to end of the season. He was a, a big catalyst for why that team last year turned things around. You know, along, of course, with Tony Perkins getting the starting nod over Joe Toussaint midway through the season. That kind of was, was the main spark. But with Connor getting his shooting stroke going, that was another thing that really helped that team had the success that they did the last half of the season. Kids still wish they could have advanced in the big... Well, they had they had the great run in the Big Ten tournament, but I wish they could have advanced in the NCAA tournament. But, regardless, that was a good, fun season. And he ended up shooting that last year about 34% from three. And now this year, he's shooting 37% from three and and playing the leadership role that's vital to this team. I think he was typically a 75ish percent shooter from the free throw line as well and he's shooting about 93% this year so he's just just a really confident player out there and he was coming off the bench to start the season now he's he's been starting playing about 30 minutes per game compared to just 17 minutes per game last year and it's the most since his sophomore season he was a bit dinged up last year as well you know that was another another thing impacting him last year and he's averaging four rebounds, about 3.6 assists per game, 1.5 steals. He's he's made some just awesome steals in the last few games. He can bring the ball up the court. He can guard one through four uh, defensively. He's been better at driving uh, this year and, and shooting two-pointers. He's a threat there now, something he hasn't done a whole lot of the last couple of seasons and still doesn't do – ton of but but that threat is out there now when he has the ball but he's just like a coach out on the floor he gets the offense set up reverses the ball quickly he can pass into tight windows is able to it's like he he just has such a knack for feeding the ball to the hot player realizing when a player is hot and and doing such a good job of getting them the ball no matter what and he just keeps that offense humming you know without turning the ball over and that's that's one of his biggest assets as well. He is unbelievable at taking care of the basketball. I think it was what was it? Was David Eichholt of twenty four seven sports. He tweeted that Connor averages one turnover every twenty six minutes he plays. And, and that is just remarkable for as much as he's handling the ball. And he is gonna shatter Iowa's assisted turnover record, formerly held by Andre Banks. Uh, I'm old enough to remember. Andre Banks, and I, I recall his unique dribbling style It was like he had a, had the ball on a yo-yo. He dribbled it up by his ear, at least. That's how I remembered him. He was a great hawk, but uh, Connor is just unbelievable if you look at, at, at the stats and, and what he's done on that assist-to-turnover ratio throughout his career. Currently, he's leading the nation in assist-to-turnover ratio at 4.05. The Next closest is 3.32 assists for every turnover. So a big gap there. As a freshman, he was 50th in the nation in assist to turnover ratio. He led the nation as a, as a sophomore with an incredible 4.6 ratio there, and then fourth in the nation last year. So there's the guy who helps this offense run so efficiently. You know, in, in Fran's offense, they don't want to turn it over, but they want to play fast. They want to score a lot of points, have a lot of possessions, and he's been a big part of how they've been able to do that, especially this season, just a special year for Connor. And 13 assists last night. That was that was the, the cherry on top, but a lot of basketball left to play. But that that was a lot of fun. So now I want to do some quick notes uh, around the two games this week. But uh, wanted to I tweeted out that it's time for a Connor McCaffrey appreciation podcast, and and I did want to talk about that because he takes a lot of heat. He takes too much heat. Always has, I think. You're the coach's son. Uh, you know, you don't score a lot of points, and, and that's what people look at is how many points did somebody score, not all the intangibles and the other things that, that those players bring. But let's, let's talk about the two big wins the Hawkeyes got this week now. Well, the Hawkeyes came into last weekend at 7-6 and six in the league. Not great, but over 500. And let's not forget the Hawkeyes started 0-3 in the Big Ten, so 7-3 and cents. And then the Hawkeyes racked up two more wins to advance to 9-6 and in the Big Ten so far this season, tied with Indiana and Maryland for third place. Purdue is falling a bit. They lost to Northwestern, then they lost to Maryland. Northwestern is a team on the rise. They're 10-5 and in the league, now in sole possession of second place. So huge game for the Hawkeyes on Sunday in... Evanston, Illinois facing the Wildcats. Illinois and Michigan State are only a half a game back from this third place tie because they haven't played 15 games yet. So it's still just a big, jumbled mess in the middle of the pack in the Big Ten. Northwestern will be a tough one this weekend on the road. Then the Hawkeyes travel to Madtown to face the Badgers. The Badgers have been a free falling. They, they have not played well of late. So hopefully the Hawkeyes can get a road win there. And the Hawkeyes host Michigan State. They've been surging a bit, playing better. Uh, the Hawkeyes surely are, are regretting that two-point loss on the road in East Lansing, so hopefully they can get revenge there. Then the Hawkeyes traveled to Indiana, who I think will be looking for a little reven- revenge from the Hawkeyes after the Hawkeyes trailed Indiana at Carver Hawkeye Arena by 21 points and came back and won that game. And then finally, Iowa will host the Nebraska Cornhuskers, a team you kind of snicker at when you talk about basketball, but they're not the worst team in the world. Uh, They beat the Hawkeyes uh, early on in the season when the Hawkeyes were, I believe, missing Chris Murray, maybe others. But regardless, there aren't any easy games this year in the Big Ten, with potentially one exception, which would be Minnesota. And the Hawkeyes traveled to play the Gophers this past weekend on Sunday, and Brand talked about it in his call-in show how That elevated floor is such an unusual thing, and and he can't really believe they allow that in this day and age. It's dangerous for the players. If you fall off the floor, you're going to fall about three feet and land on a hard surface. So really unusual. has to be a really strange thing to play on for those players and, and the coaches going up and down the steps to get up on the floor. But regardless. Iowa needed to get that one on the road and ended up winning 68-56 to 56 in a game that was closer than that most of the way other than the early part of the first half when it looked like the Hawkeyes were going to just run away with it. Iowa shot out to an 11-2 lead and then 18-6, to six, but they just could not make easy baskets in the paint. They missed layup after layup, short little two-pointer after short two-pointer. Three-pointers weren't falling either. And the Hawkeyes only led by three at halftime. Really kind of a brutal half to watch. For the game, the Hawkeyes only shot 38% to 50% from Minnesota. You wonder how they won. But Minnesota made just three three three-pointers and five for the Hawkeyes. Neither team shot free throws well in this game. They, They both shot the same number of free throws. Minnesota was worse than Iowa. Minnesota just 47 percent. Iowa' 60 percent from the charity stripe in this game. and the Hawkeyes out rebounded Minnesota by 11. Really a remarkable stat was 17 offensive rebounds for the Hawkeyes to just two for Minnesota. So the Hawkeyes were getting some second half second chance points, excuse me, uh, and Minnesota was not. So that was a, a, a big thing there. And then Iowa just five turnovers to 14 for the Goofs. So there you have it. You know, not shooting well, but rebound the basketball, don't turn it over, cause turnovers uh, for your opponent and get second shots and win the game. And that's what the Hot Guys did in this one. Chris was the man in this one. He ended with 28 points after being just 4 of 14 shooting in the first half. He missed some shots that you know, you just typically don't see him missing inside uh, underneath the hoop. He was 8 of 13 in the second half, and he also had 14 rebounds. Philip Rebracha, a nice game, 16 points, 8 rebounds. Tody Perkins really struggled shooting in this one, but six assists. Um, he, he had a couple of early shots and then struggled a bit from the field, but nice job distributing the basketball. And not much for Ulysses or McCaffrey, but Connor did hit a big three late in the game that gave the Hawkeyes a double digit lead. And off the bench, not a whole lot of contribution there. Peyton Sanford, just three, I believe they were all free throws. Patrick McCaffrey had six points. But hey, the Hawkeyes got out of Minnesota with a win. It's always tough to get those road wins in the Big Ten, and the Hawkeyes needed it to advance to nine and six and set them up to to get a decent seed. They win some more ball games in the Big Ten tournament. Well, on Thursday night, the Hawkeyes had a huge game home against the Ohio State Buckeyes, I say a huge game because the last time the Hawkeyes and the Buckeyes met was in Columbus, and Ohio State just crushed the Hawkeyes, scored I think 93 points. They just looked unstoppable. They looked so good. They haven't won a game since. They're 11 of 15 overall. They were ranked early in the year, but only 3 and 12 in the conference. I just didn't know what to expect in this game. I hope the Hawkeyes could do it. But... After seeing that last game, I was a little bit concerned that maybe there was some sort of mismatch as far as the physicality or, or something that Ohio State had an advantage over the Hawkeyes. That did not turn out to be the case. The Hawkeyes scored 47 points in the first half, 45 in the second half, to win 92-75. to 75. And both teams were pretty much on fire in this game, shooting 57% in the field, eight three-pointers for Ohio State. They had... McNeil, a guard who was seven of seven shooting on the day, and at least four of those were threes. He was just on fire. The Hawkeyes, 10 of 27, three-point land. But the big difference here in this game, if you look at it, were rebounding and turnovers. The Hawkeyes out-rebounded Ohio State 30 to 22. I really love seeing that because I, I really thought in that first matchup that Ohio State was a really physical team. The Hawkeyes were able to out-rebound them. And 11 offensive rebounds for Iowa, just two for Ohio State, very similar to that that Minnesota game where the Hawkeyes kept Ohio State off that offensive class. The Hawkeyes were able to get some offensive rebounds and second-chance points. And then only seven turnovers for the Hawkeyes. The Hawkeyes were causing turnovers and 14 for the Buckeyes. So that was a big difference there. Well, for the Hawkeyes, the leading scorer was Tony Perkins and he had twenty-four points on eleven of sixteen shooting. He is so much fun to watch out there when he is he is on and he had a it would have been just a highlight real dunk that bounced off the rim. I wish if he would have made that the place would have gone nuts and that would have been been all over the internet. But he had a great game. Chris Murray is the Iron Man. 39 minutes played in this game. He was 8 of 13 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3. He does it all. He had two blocks, two steals. Philip Rebracha, I guess, was a little bit under the weather coming into this game, but he was 5 of 7, very efficient shooting in just 17 minutes. He had 10 points. Aaron Eulis had a nice game. Uh, hit a three-pointer. He had 12 points. And then Connor McCaffrey, you know, this is <laughs> – what a lot of people are calling the Connor McCaffrey game. He had seven points, six rebounds, thirteen assists, two steals, zero turnovers, and he had some just beautiful passes in this game. And most notably the fast break, baseball type throw to Chris Murray for the layup. But just a just a really good game by Connor McCaffrey out there. 35 minutes he played in this game. Peyton Sanford off the bench. Was was looking good. He had ten points, hit a couple of threes. Patrick McCaffrey, uh, also nine points off the bench, and both those guys with five rebounds off the bench. So that was that was really nice to see. So the Hawkeyes, as I mentioned, are now nine and six in the Big Ten, trying to get that seeding for both the NCAA tournament and the Big Ten conference tournament, trying to get that that you know in a better spot for that seeding and. And so hopefully they can secure some more wins as this season goes on. But a huge one on Sunday, the Northwestern Wildcats on the road. And so hopefully there will be some Hawkeye fans at that game. I think it will be a sold-out game. Northwestern's playing really well. The Hawkeyes are playing well. They're both really good offensive teams. Uh, They both value the basketball. They don't turn it over much. And it should be a great game to watch. So let's see if the Hawkeyes – get a road win on Sunday and hope everybody is enjoying this basketball season as much as I am Uh, shout out again to Connor McCaffrey been fun watching you play for your whole career but especially this year so let's get some more wins and go Hawks